Let's take a trip back to the hearth and see what Macecore's been doing. Wow, Yara, uh, we're definitely in the in the lair of a dragon. Look at all this. Look at all this shiny material. Can you see it? Yes, obviously. Look at all of it. You do now. <laughs> well, I was just asking a question. Oh my god. Well, well. Uh, so there's a treasure, a treasure trove, but what about a dragon? I'm sure the dragon's around here somewhere. Um, Yara, why don't you make me a history check? Let's see if you've ever observed any specific dragons in this area that you're thinking you'll find. Uh, 25. Good history check. With that check, you, Yara, were really expecting, um, or what you are expecting, if anything, is to find an incredibly massive ancient dragon that you have seen uh never never super clearly i would say you've seen these from a distance you've seen a tail whipping around a corner as it goes back into its lair because they are surprisingly elusive mm. and you're just expecting this to be a, a massive dragon in this particular hole mm, do you think that we should go in or try to get the dragon to come out because it seems dangerous to go in there from at least the dragon I think I've seen. It's pretty big, so maybe getting it into a tunnel like this would be easier. Yeah, but we where is it then? Is it deeper into the tunnel? I, I don't know, but if we go into its treasure, don't you think it'll get mad? Yeah, I definitely don't think we should do that. You're right. Or maybe just someone sneaks up and sees what they can see. Um, I'm just looking for an item. I'll throw a dart at them. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess you, you could throw a dart. At, they need to be uh, uh, visible, don't they? For the dart? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hello there. Hello there. Hello there. The echoing. Why are you saying yeah, hello there so much? I was. It was the. I was doing the echo. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it does echo. I like. I like that you're building that world <laughs> feature. So yes, it does echo. Um, and you don't hear any response. But could you make me a survival check, Mace Core? 14. You get that sort of uneasy feeling after saying hello there that that you maybe you might perhaps be watched. That something may be watching you like you know the little like sixth sense that you have once in a while. Yeah, I have the sense that um we're being we're being watched by something here. I think we lead these guys, and um, I think you had a good idea of getting into a an area that we're not so exposed. Um, yeah. I mean, this tunnel seems narrowest, right? Up there, it looks wider, and outside is well. Maybe we could go back outside. Yeah. Why don't Why don't we leave these guys here as an offering and tell and tell the dragon we want to meet we want to meet them outside. It- for what a, well a proposal what dragon 
Well, the dragon that clearly lives here. But it didn't answer your hello there. No, but I have a suspicion. I, I feel, I just, I sense mm. that something is watching us. Oh, okay. Let's, yeah, leave them. Maybe it'll eat them or step on them. Um, can I, like, dump my the body on the floor and say, um, to the dragon that lives in this lair, uh, I come in, I come in peace and I have a, I have a proposal for you, uh, much better than these, than these fools here. Um, I'm gonna be outside and, and if you give me the honor to speak with you, um, the rest of, uh, the dragon, the dragonborn from the hearth would be thankful for your time. And I'm going to plop him on the floor. Um, are we, uh, also, are we all speaking in Draconic or Common? I did that in Draconic. Okay. Um, I'll drop, uh, the smaller person, too, right on top of that bigger person who seemed like a jerk when we talked to them and walk out. All right, cool. Um, so you have left your offering and left the cave, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, do we want to stand in view of the cave entrance? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. All right. Why don't you two make me a stealth check to see how well you're like? Are you trying to kind of look in without being seen? Mm, I think we're kind of exposed, actually. Trying not to be too sneaky, maybe because a dragon might not appreciate a game like that. Yeah, I, okay. I think my my proposal to him was like. I want to meet you outside, like in the purest of terms. Um, like I'm, I'm not here to cause you issues. I want to, to try and and treat with you. You know. All right, cool. Um, so you leave those forms inside, and you head back out of the cave, and some time passes without any movement. You don't see anything or hear anything, and. After what feels like an hour, you see movement inside the cave. And you see a cloaked figure walking towards you out of the cave. And I need you both to make a perception check. Son of a bitch. Die. (laughs) Uh, Perception. Ugh. Yep. Critical fail. Oh my god. A natural 20. (laughs) All right. This is excellent. Uh, That is opposite ends of the spectrum. So, Mace Core, you immediately reach for your bow and knock an arrow, and you are aiming right at this cloaked cultist. Yara, you realize immediately upon seeing this figure that it's not one of the two guys you left in there. And it's a different person. Mm. And it's not one of them. And it doesn't have the same cloak as them. And in fact, it looks like some sort of elven lord. Um, Don't move. I'm going to (laughs) shoot. I feel like, can I do deflect missiles, which is catching a, uh, essentially catching an arrow out of the air. (laughs) Like just reach over and grab his arrow. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think actually, I think Mace Core, with your critical fail, you like overreact and you actually fire this shot off. Luckily, Yara had a critical success and completely counters that and uses. Can we play? Can we play that out? 
Uh, how so? Uh, I'm just gonna say, like, I'm gonna shoot my arrow, like. Oh yeah. I I, I warned you, and I pull my arrow back and I re- release it. No. Wait. I think it's starting to fly forward, and I maybe tip it up with my foot. I like reach out with a high kick. And kick it up a little bit so it goes like in the air and then comes down back right in front of us and I catch it right before it lands. Nice. And you kind of, I feel like you do like the drum major, um, like baton twirling thing where it like goes up in the air and you catch it while you're like spinning to the ground. Yeah. And you just like hold it up to mace core. Um, what, and then what do you say? That's, that's not one of them. Or it is, but it's not one of the two we took in. It's someone else. Look. What? What? That, that's not one of them? But there was no one else there. There must have been another one in the cave. Maybe? Um, I mean, they look important, right? So... As you say that, this figure has continued walking toward you, unfazed by your potential attack and is now about 20 feet from you at the cave entrance and you can now see on this dark elven lord's head there is this beautiful circlet of silver and gems and they are adorned in beautiful shining armor all silver um every everything in their their entire outfit ah god not outfit ensemble Mm. is is silver and yeah like silver adorned armor and a silver cloak and silver colored boots now they're they're all stylishly matching it's not like weird like slightly different silvers and stuff um and this person has uh, a very intimidating stare i would say um and walks confidently towards you and stops 15 to 20 feet in front of you and holds out a hand and says what has brought you to this cave can i do a i guess it would be insight check um I have a feeling that the dragon like sure. knows how to change forms, and that this is the dragon in a different form. Um, mm. would that be insight or? Yeah, insight, please. Eighteen. All right. Very nice. Um, with an eighteen, Macecore, you. You're drawing on something from your childhood, reading like a children's book in your house with Yara growing up and it's just a memory that's sort of like it's just on the tip of your tongue but you can't quite place it and suddenly when you're staring at this figure you remember that part of the legend about the ancient dragons that your parents have told you is that they can change shapes and they often appear as fair strangers instead of in their full dragon form and so your insight tells you that as you expressed a minute ago, uh, as a person outside the game, you you know you're feeling like that's the case. Um, Mace Corps feeling that same exact thing, and now has a historic context for it. 
Uh, can I whisper to Yara without the other guy hearing? Uh, the the stranger hearing? Or sh- uh, make a stealth check. Good thing I have. That's my highest roll. <laughs> See, this is this is weird. I got a natural. I got twenty nine with a natural twenty. So. Oh, and the stranger got a twenty nine, but not natural twenty. So your natural twenty will trump that, uh, and and a crit success would would succeed anyway. So. You manage to quickly, um, I think you like grab the arrow out of Yara's hand and put it back in your quiver. And while doing that, you mask with just the smallest sound that you make doing that. You mask under your breath saying, uh, well, what do you tell me? What do you say? Yara, this is the dragon. That's him. Um, uh, I'm going to put the arrow back in my, in, um, what am I gonna do? I think I'm gonna like kneel, like bow or something to him, and be like, um, I'm, "I'm gonna bow," and I'm gonna say, "Thanks for coming out here." Um, I'm gonna keep this short and simple since it seems like you you have uh, a lot on your mind. Uh, my name is Macecore Isirian of the Isirian family of the Hoth. Um, I come here to ask for your, uh, well. I could, should I just say your, or should I just pretend like he's not a dragon? I think you got to decide. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to know. I come here to ask for your support and for the, the ancient dragons to join us in our battle against Burial. Um, and it might not seem like it's significant to you or to anything that you care about, but, uh, all I know is I don't know what these, these other guys have told you, but Burial is coming for each and every one of us. You should have seen what they did to my kin in Dre- and, uh, the Hoth, but you will know no peace if you side with him. That is not a threat. I'm just telling you. Uh, he will turn on you like he's turned on everybody else. Um, with that, the stranger stands there for a moment and then responds in uh, the same smooth voice, <clears throat> although I don't do a very good smooth voice, so Keegan, edit this to make me sound smooth. Oh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> auto- auto-tune me or something. Um, <laughs> he says, I care not for the worlds of the mortals. What concerns do I have with a man who would wage war upon the living. Others have come, others have made offers, others have made threats, and now none have survived. Well, he, he wills. I've been to planes of death and and other dimensional planes, and I'm telling you, he's it's not just the mortal world that he's coming for. He's coming for every world. Um, can you actually make me a persuasion check? Yeah. 15. And actually do it with advantage, please, because choosing to acknowledge that you knew what he was, I think, was a ballsy move. Uh, well, 15. <laughs> what, okay. you, what is wrong with... I, honestly, like, <laughs> is there, like, a setting here? So, to the listeners here, I don't know if you want to include this. You can decide. Yeah, Keep yeah, in. please do. So, right now, so I got a 15 with... I have a zero modifier on persuasion. I did it with advantage, right? And so 
the next roll I got was a ten on one, and then a one. That is would be the second crit. I I gotten two natural twenties, and then no, it would be my third critical fail of the night if that were to go. <laughs> so I don't know what uh, is going on with my, with my roll twenty, but there you go. It's cursed. So fifteen. Um, 15's not terrible. Um, dragons are incredibly charismatic and not super easily swayed, but you see a look on this stranger's face, Mace Core, as you're speaking that, um, uh, and actually Yara, I think you noticed this, the, this as well. The expression changes very slightly. And if you're, uh, actually, why don't you both give me an insight check as, as this character's facial expression changes 10 okay <laughs> 23 um yara you're the one that recognizes that the face the facial expression has softened just slightly as Macecore has talked and certainly doesn't look approving but you get the sense that there was something that caught their attention and they're not yeah you have like Macecore hasn't made anything worse i guess is what you're mm -hmm. sensing and the stranger turns its back to you and says come see my horde Ooh. um we're happy to i just want to know that uh we're we're still in conversations here. We're not. <laughs> I'm putting my trust in you. Is that is that a, a good thing? Like we're not trespassing, right? <laughs> You're inviting us. Uh, it doesn't respond. Just keeps walking. Well, Yara, if it's time to go, um, I I wouldn't. I would rather be here with you. So, yeah, I'd like I think we start walking, um, and Yara just says it. It seems like he doesn't dislike you but also doesn't like you or they uh, well, I, I assume he he likes me enough not to lure us in and and just eat us so we're uh, both dragons too so maybe it's not kosher for him now kosher is being <laughs> oh, I, that's a word that, that's so funny <laughs> that's a word that uh the tree people used uh, to mean to mean like acceptable so uh if you didn't know what that word meant now you do no, I hadn't heard that. Is that from where you've been living? Yeah, after I left, that's that's one of the words they had, so. Well, the world is so big. <laughs> uh, as the two of you are having this conversation, echoing down the hallway, the stranger <laughs> has reached the, the huge cavernous opening at the far end of the cave and is now inside this main chamber. And it's pretty dark in here uh and okay so here's what happens as you as the two of you reach this large chamber and the stranger is walking toward this massive horde you watch as they transform and change shapes and grow and grow and grow and the silver filigree of their armor just seamlessly morphs into this ornate silver scaled dragon skin and this beast is massive. It's by far the largest actual dragon either of you have ever seen. 
and its footsteps are now echoing and shaking the whole mountainside, seemingly, as it walks and turns to face you with its long, craning neck. And it's showing you its sharp teeth as it turns to speak to you now in a in a booming, deep voice. And this time it speaks draconic. And it says, Look upon my horde, and know that I have little concern for what concerns you in this world. Well, what concerns you then, Master Dragon? It says, I seek only to protect my horde and my kind. We were once chased to these mountains by the people of your world. Now you come to our house and try and persuade me to join a war that I did not start. What say you to this? Well, I I, I apologize for the, the actions that we've done in the past, but you we were, were both dragons, so let, let me tell you this. You definitely did not start this war at all, and you, you have very good right to ask why you should even be considering this. But if you think for one second that those cultists who came here are not going to come back in force to collect your horde, you're, you are a much smarter dragon than that. That's number one. Number two, uh, Burial is not just of this plane. He's in multiple planes. He's in multiple dimensions. So it may not concern you as of now, but our kind, our whole dragon kind will be wiped out. Uh, by Beerio, both my type of dragon and the ancient ones like you. Uh, they will enslave you and all uh, of your kin in service to them for as long as you're alive. And as mighty as you are, by own, by de- being divided, he will eventually overrun this, this home of yours. So that's why I humbly come on behalf of the Hoth and all of the dragonborn of this continent for your support in this Do world. you look upon me and think that we are brothers? No, I think that you are you are mightier than we are, but we are bonded in some way. We are descendants, we're both dragons. You are a mightier one at that, but we are descendants from you. Macecore, show him your your ice breath. Besides, look at, I can do this too, which I know you can. And I uh, do like a little ice breath on like a nearby rock outcropping. Awesome. Um, and do you have to like, I don't think you have to like roll to hit on that or anything, do you? Um, I can do it. Um, I think you just roll for damage, <laughs> right? Seven freezing. Um, you, you cast a breath weapon and... The dragon um, seems a bit amused by that. And you watch as it walks back toward the entrance where you had left the two cloaked cultists. And the dragon looks at the two of them. He turns back to you and then back toward the cave entrance where these two cloaked figures are laying slumped in the hallway. And uses its breath weapon on them. And it casts a icy cold breath which uh, oh my god 67 cold damage wow yeah so it casts a massive massive cone 
of freezing breath into the this narrow chamber that you came in through and the entire cave is coated in slick ice including the two cultists who are frozen solid all the way through um you know instantly they're dead and the dragon walks a few more steps and picks up the first one and closes its jaws on it you hear a sickening crunch as it cracks like an ice cube and you see it stoop down and pick up the second and do the same and the dragon then turns back towards you and it moves over toward its horde and sort of crawls up onto the horde and lays down still looking at the two of you and he says what do you have to offer me this was a nice this was a nice introductory morsel but if if you say that your opponent will infringe upon my lands and my people then what what is it that you offer me instead we didn't get to this point um, <laughs> well no no we didn't um solitude when it's all over uh we can offer you solitude when it's all over i know some dragonborn come to these parts but um i know the queen of of dragon of of the hoth and of sudradel and we can make it so that you are not disturbed again for any reason other than existential threats to the entire universe. You, the one who we know as the Watcher, why do you not speak? I'm not so good with words, but yes, I'm pretty good at watching, and I have tried to turn away people who come towards you out of respect for the ancient dragons but obviously i didn't do a great job if these fools got in we have watched you as well and can you give me an insight check uh you could each do it uh nine sixteen beat you finally mace core this time you're the one that notices as the dragon is speaking to yara and discussing her activities in their midst uh, that there is a tone of respect or something, the closest thing you've had to respect from this creature so far. And it turns to the two of you and says, I must think on this. We don't have time to think, at least not much. What What did those intruders present to you what did they offer to you because they seem pretty confident that you were on their side when you when they left here we are on no one's side but our own well that's not what they were saying they have offered much though i do not know that it is all theirs to give and they'll just hear this we're not offering you anything material but they can always take back material items or even not deliver on it what can we do to inform your decision making on this issue hmm um <laughs> i feel like he's gonna think a little bit on that one we we can wait i have a, should i just set up camp in here 
uh, gives you a glare that says, don't do that. <laughs> well, um, Master Dragon, uh, we obviously, you obviously are on no timeline, but to give you perspective, the big battle is coming up in, what are we, it's like, what, 20 days at this point? Yes, something like that. In less than a, a month time, and while you can take as long as you need, um, the armies of the living will not be so 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 lucky if it's longer than that time. Um, I'm wondering, do I have any? Can I give him, or can I give the dragon one of the trackers that I have? Like, I want, I want. I don't know how this is going to play out, but like my thought was like they can find me if they need like if this is if the dragon needs like like twenty one days and you have them come and join the battle as like a the dragons are like the eagles and in, in uh, Lord of the Rings like he would know where to go. Mm. Yeah, I think um, I think it's more like they could find you. I think they're they're that powerful. So if they decided to leave, they could definitely find like this this dragon could definitely find you. Um I think that the answer you get though to your question, what can you do for this dragon? I think the answer is you can let us roam freely once again that we may reconnect our community across this globe. We have been scattered to the winds. We have not had a dragon enclave in many, many millennia. I think that sounds pretty good, but are there any rules or stipulations? Because, I mean, you did just eat those guys very quickly and without any hesitation. So would you be endangering people? I know I've seen you with a bunch of axe speaks. So, like... You speak as if you have sympathy for these... Men whom you fed to me. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to, fair to him, they deserved it. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily these ones, because I do think that is fine, but more... My wisdom outpaces your own, Lady Dragon. Uh, probably. I think I can make judgments for myself which kind of folk I will and won't harm. Can you share that information? Uh, you... Give me an insight check, please. 18? You feel like your needling questions are not helping. <laughs> Yara, I think you made excellent... Uh, our, our Master Dragon here made excellent points. Um, well, Master Dragon, um, when you make your decision, let me, let me leave you with this. As a young, young dragonborn growing up, uh, I used to read stories and they, you know, sometimes all the time were fantasy. They were told to me by my dragonborn parents and their dragonborn parents and got passed along for generations about the ancient wise dragons who came nobly, who ruled this land, who were our ancestors and who did right by their own kind. I never thought I would see the day where I'd be even looking at one and seeing one. That's how I, I I knew from my childhood that potentially as you walked out of that cave that you potentially were 
one of these ancient dragons and I gotta tell you it was the the most one of the most amazing things in my life I'm not gonna bore you with my life my family is uh was prominent in the hearth was always a supporting um always supporters of the community and the people here I I and my 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 uh my my party of heroes have been around the world day in and day out to try and stop the evil that is burial the the evil the skeletons the la- the death and destruction that he is brought he is bringing and brought to many areas and I we are going to fight him no matter what we're going to fight for the side of the living we're going to go fight for fellow dragons and the dragons in here in the hearth are going to come fight with me now I thought it would just be a fantasy to talk to you, and I hope it's not a fantasy of the stories I was told about the ancient ones like you, and about the the power and the nobility that you have. So it won't be a skin on your back if you disappoint me, but dragons around this continent are relying on you right now to do the right thing. And that's not gold. It's more than gold. It's for for dragon kind everywhere you have given me much to consider i am but a single dragon here in these mountains there are others let me take the next few days and i will confer with others who have also been visited by these cloaked men i do not trust these cloaked men and i find your speech fair And I will certainly consider what you have said. Yara just turns and goes, my watch has ended and walks away. And I think with that, the dragon indicates um, sort of by turning its back and closing its eyes that this conversation has ended. And the two of you both get the sense that you have spoken to one of, if not the most ancient of all of these dragons um, and one that has a direct connection to your lineage in some way, although you, it's unclear whether you are descendants or, you know, slant relations through some sort of magic, you've done your best and you get the sense that if this dragon will join you, then you will have significant success. And if not, you at least have dissuaded the dragon from joining Burial's side. And at least taking this piece off the board, at the very least, is going to help your side. Um, and in Mace Core, I also think that you're starting to feel like time's wasting a little bit. Um, this journey has taken a few extra days, um, and this dragon, uh, uh, Dragonborn Hearth election cycle was going to take place in, I think, a week's time after you left. Is that right? Yep. Um, and so I think the two of you take some time to decompress and reflect. And, uh, in particular, Yara is, uh, I think affected pretty strongly having finally interacted with one of these creatures that she's sort of protected over the last, uh, few, I don't know, decades, I guess. And yeah, the two of you are going to leave the valley and... I guess 
we just need to figure out what happens to Yara at this point and what, what is she going to do? So maybe the two of you can have a conversation while you're leaving this valley to discuss what comes next. Uh, Yara, uh, you did great. You did great back there. I, 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 I can't believe I'm having to get to have this experience with my sister. Yeah. Yara's a little disappointed in the dragons now that she's met them. Like she knew they were conniving, but the stubbornness makes her a little sad. Uh, why you? Why are you so down? I think you know we could have gotten our heads eaten off, and he's he let us go free. Yeah, but now I feel like a fool for watching them and think that they needed my protection. Well, they may have need, not needed your protection, but I don't think it was a fool's errand to do that. He clearly were watching you and building trust. Yeah, but it doesn't feel that way right now. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I stay here or if I come to you. Well... Sister, it's been many moons. Why don't you come with me to the hearth? There are some people I'd like you to meet, part of the family. Yes. Why Why not? Because it does seem that I'm no longer needed here, at least not for the time being. And they can deal with what they need to deal with, because if you're going off to fight this fight... Your fight is my fight as well. Hey there, it's Alex, your Flint Fireforge, with this week's mid-roll announcements. If you're enjoying listening, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating or review. It's a great way to boost our podcast and help us expand our listenership. And don't be shy. Share our podcast on social media or with a friend. It can only increase your cool factor. Also, if you're interested in more content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to our side quests, game maps, cut content, and more. Link is in the show notes. And thanks to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. Things are getting pretty exciting in the campaign. Will Mace Corps be able to lead the Dragonborn against an army of undead? Will Philosiel finally be, like, cool with her dad? Will Dresden ever find a hairstyle that works for him? And is Flint going to find that friendship was the real treasure all along? Let's get back to the episode and see if we find out. Now back to Flint's journey. As you two are talking, uh, the bar is starting to like fill up a little bit more, um, and suddenly Fletcher comes into the bar, uh, and she comes up to you, Stony, and says, "I'm really sorry to interrupt, sir, but we've we've caught another interloper." Oh my God! Get out of here! There's no way. Shall I spread the word, sir? <sighs> God, I'm going to turn to Flint. Dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this part of the job, man. This is like my least favorite thing to do. But, you know, someone's got to be the my, Judge Supreme. I'm going to put on my, my, my uh, Pierce mask. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give my best Franklin Pierce impersonation and say, but we got to get to it. I don't know how ah, Franklin Pierce sounds. <laughs> Probably just like that. <laughs>
But we gotta get to it. I'm gonna turn to Fletcher and go, ah, oh, this guy, look at this guy. Alright, yeah, yo, round everyone up. I'll get my judge costume on. Um so you hear Fletcher then running around the streets outside, uh, calling out Judgment is nigh! Judgment is nigh! Judgment is nigh! Uh, and, like, ringing a bell that she's carrying, and everybody streams back toward the cathedral. Um, and, um, the two of you walk back to the cathedral, and Stoney, uh, goes backstage and motions for you, Flint, to sit in one of the front pews, um, kind of near where the cage is. Um, and you watch as this limp form is brought in, and uh, kind of deposited in the cage, and then one of the people that carried the person kind of, like, throws some, like, powder toward their face. Uh, you're not sure what it is, but then as soon as that happens, the, the, the figure in the cage stirs and sort of sits up and, like, rubs their eyes under their thick glasses and then uh, looks around, and uh, you hear the voice once again chime out, uh, stranger, you are charged with being an interloper and a trespasser in our lands. How do you plead? And the figure kind of gets up slowly and stands up, and Flint, you immediately recognize the inventor, who says, Uh, I, I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen, have you seen my friend? I'm just looking for the guy who hired me. I'm not trying to trespass. This is all a big misunderstanding. Thank you. Uh, I... So, where am I sitting relative to Stony? Stony's backstage at the moment. And then the, uh, the speaker of the, the House of Judgment kind of reads out again and says, Introducing the Supreme Judge! And uh, that's when Stony comes out onto the stage to a uh, ruckus applause once again. I, while the ruckus applause is going on, I think I'd like to applause, but sort of shimmy myself close to uh, Stony as inconspicuously as I can. Ooh, make a make, make a stealth check. <laughs> sure, a twenty-three. Oh uh, yeah, you're able to like slide to the end of the booth, and you actually get right next to the curtain as Stony's coming out. I, I rolled a four, and I still got a 23. <laughs> wow. Wow. So stealthy. Um, so you're close enough if you want to say something to Stoney as he comes out. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Stoney, that guy's actually with me. What? What? That, guy, that guy's with me. What is he doing here? I don't know. He wasn't supposed to follow me. Oh, oh my God. All right. Is... All right, I, I, I got, I gotta go, I gotta go do my thing, okay? Just, just chill, chill. chill. Oh, I got, I got it. Thank you, thank you so much, everyone. You please, please be, uh, be seated. Except you, prisoner. Remain standing. Uh, all right, prisoner. What has brought you here? Well, I'm flying. Don't speak until directed to speak. Well, I, now, I just thought that with the, you know, with the normal exchange of verbiage, I was assuming when you finished speaking, that was my turn, but Don't uh, waste I feel my like time, I'm wasting my prisoner. turn. Let's go. I, I feel like I'm wasting my chance to speak. Ah, 
I I came here with uh, uh I was I'm I'm basically uh I just fly people around in my airship for in exchange for goods and services. An airship? Yeah. I've I haven't heard well, of one such of a kind, things. I assure you. Hmm. Do you know where you are, prisoner? Well, we're near Sailhaven. Uh there was some other stuff on the map and I think we're there, but I didn't there was no name written on it. You are in the presence of the Judge Supreme in the Gang of Deuces Wilds. If you wish to walk out with your life, I will need you, I will need a fee from you. Uh well, I'm a little short on cash at the moment. What do you have? Do you, well, I could I could offer you passage in my airship. That's sort of my my whole deal. Hmm. If I let you go, I shall call upon you at some point, and you shall grant me passage wherever I want. Uh, the crowd is sort of murmuring with excitement because you're making a deal. <laughs> uh, and the the inventor says. Uh, sh sure, yeah, Squ square deal. And it's only led me to super fun things like this when I made deals like this in the past, so what could go wrong? All right. Just so you know, no one goes back on the deal with the Judge Supreme. If you do, you'll be met with a painful, agonizing death. And I'm going to start clapping. Does anyone else... Yeah, the crowd sort of like smattering of applause. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, everybody's everybody's pretty pumped. Um, and uh, with that, everyone sort of feels that the you know the ceremony is ending and wrapping up, and a lot of people get up and are like shaking hands in the aisles and heading outside. Um, and in the clamor uh, of that happening, the inventor is just sort of standing in the cage, still locked in. Uh, he looks at you, Stony, and says, "Well." What happens now? Can I go back to my ship? No. I think you will spend the night here, and we'll see you in the morning. Oh, come leave. on, please. I have a bad back. And I've asthma. Already, I, I've already left. I've, I've gone backstage. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, so the inventor's on the stage in the cage. <laughs> um, what do you do, Flint? I, I guess I'll walk. How close is the stage to me? Oh, uh, you're like right off of it. You're like, you know, I'm just going to like do like a loop. Like I'm walking my normal way and just like walk past the cage and, and say, Hey inventor, don't worry. I'll, we're going to get you out of here. It'll be fine. Hey, wait. And, and I'm just going to keep walking back to follow Stony. Don't, I hey, don't you walk out of here. Or I'm not going to take you back with no, me. It'll be fine. Uh, all right. And he, you, you hear him still waging his uh, complaints as you get out of earshot. Uh, <laughs> where are you and Stony headed off to? Uh, yeah, Flint, dude, that guy is such a nerd. Oh my god, dude. Tell me about it. Yeah, I, dude, but I, no, he's he's gonna be fine. He's got he's gonna be fine. Yeah. Oh, okay, good, good, good. good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's. I actually paid him to take me here. So it was, 
wild. Yeah. So I just showed him this map that I pickpocketed off of these guys. It was so awesome. Oh, and then, man. Uh, and then, yeah, and then it led me here. And, but yeah, the airship, not going to lie, very, very cool. Um, super duper so, useful so, in a pinch. So, dude, this is so, this is like so awesome. So, guess what? I'm just going to have this guy fly us to that magical college I was talking to you about. I just booked us a free a free ride, man. It's awesome. Dude, it couldn't have worked out better. No, totally not. So I'm just going to let him like stew in there a little bit and I'll, and I'll come I'll come get him in the morning and be like, you know, I'll do my whole judge thing and be like, you're going to fly us here. It's going to be <laughs> awesome, dude. Oh, that's going to be great. That's, oh man, I can't, oh. They'll look on it. He's going to squirm. It's going to be fun. But yeah, he'll be oh, fine, be right? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do anything. Come on, man. Okay, good. Um, awesome. Uh, so I think just for the the sake of expeditious storytelling, sure. Um, I think that the two of you spend some time after this catching up um, and sort of rabble-rousing in the town that night and uh, Flint definitely catches Stoney up on his story a little bit. Yeah. You know, where he's yeah, been all these like years. The, yeah. Like the getting in the cards and then the circus kind of people, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All that, the whole deal, um, meeting up with his party. I think maybe you're a little light on details about like your friends that you just abandoned just because you kind yeah, of still because feel I, bad about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think it's ridiculous that I did it, but I feel pretty fucking bad about it, I yeah. imagine. Um and then uh maybe Stoney could um like if Josh, if you don't mind like coming up with some basic bullet points of Stoney's life, like how did he get from living in that same village as Flint to um first of all, like leaving and becoming a rogue and then, you know, founding this organization and all that. Like, how did that all happen? And I think the two of you are like having a beer while you're talking about this. Yeah. Or several. Uh, several, several beers. Um, At dude, once. <laughs> dude, your, your, your life just sounds crazy recently, man. Like, I can't believe it. It's pretty wild. It's, I'm not gonna lie. It's really escalated. Yeah, dude, my, my life is just kind of like, you know, it's not as, like, exciting as yours. Like, you know, after, like, you know, the, the town was, like, super pissed again with the whole, like, fire thing, you know, I kind of just didn't really have, like, a place to go. I was just kind of, like, you know, like, kind of made my way and ran to, like, the OG, like, you know, Deuces Wild. At this point, they were called, you know, uh, Straight Flush. At this point, that's what they were called back when I joined. Uh, huh. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they took me in, man, and they showed me everything, showed me the art of, you know, the art of the deal, if you will, and how to, how to go, how to go about certain things. And it was kind of, you know, I spent years, man, like, like hundreds of years, like 200 years of you were, you, you were gone. I just kind of spent just like working my way up and just kind of like, you know, getting promoted here and there. And eventually, my mentor, you know, may he rest in peace. Uh, he passed, and he was like, "I want you to to take over, and I and we, we need to have a persona, right, of like righteousness and and justice and that kind of stuff." And that, that's how this whole judge thing came about. Which is like, my mentor was just like, "Dude, 
you got to do something different. So I've just been kind of just running this organization, man. And like I said, we, uh, you know, we, we only steal from outsiders, you know, like people that are coming in. Can Flint, can, can you make me a quick insight check, Flint? Sure. An 11. Uh, yeah, as far as you can tell, Stoney's giving you the straightforward truth. I thought he was until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, I'll, I'll mention something to Josh privately um, about his backstory that um, I think could be uh, one of two things. And um, for now, though, you're reading it as, like, straightforward. And it might be straightforward, because um, that wasn't a terrible insight role. It's just, uh, yeah, uh, I, I have the feeling that if Stoney wanted to conceal some details from you, he's probably a pretty gifted liar just like you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's not, yeah. Um, and also, yeah, Stony. at any point, if you feel like you're trying to deceive, you can let me know. Um, okay. I don't think you have been, but just, yeah, okay. let me know. Um, dude, that's, and now you're sitting as the king of thieves. I mean, that's just like pretty yeah, wild. Judge Supreme, baby. That's what they call me. Judge Supreme. Wow. That's, I mean, yeah. So, uh, I'm just going to say, yeah, I mean, just king, you're just like, this is just wild. I mean, it's stony. I just, uh, I'm just blown away. Yeah, dude. So I don't know how much of this we're going to remember. We've had like a lot of brews, but I want to sure, walk yeah. you through my plan. Right? To steal the yeah, I got a lot of first-hand intel for this, so I'm very interested to hear what's up. All right. So, oh, wait, dude, I totally forgot. All right. So, does this thing look familiar? I'm going to reach down to my belt and take out a childhood rock hammer and put it on the table. Dude, does this look familiar, man? Yeah, that's like my prized, dude. Yeah, that's the rock hammer from when we used to, you know, go down and smash rocks by the creek. Yeah, dude. Wait, so I've been holding on to this for like the last two hundred years, being like, I'm gonna see Flint at some point, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely give it back to him. So this is yours. I want you to have it. It's yours. I'm just gonna slide that. Rock hammer across to him. Uh, well, that it's you held on to this for two hundred years, huh? Dude, you're like That's, my best bud. Of course, I did. Thanks. I thanks. Yeah, man. Of course. I don't really know. Don't, don't, I, I I think Flynn is a little speechless. <laughs> Dude, so here, so here's how we're gonna get this phoenix. You ready? You ready? All right. Okay. So he got that dorky guy locked up. Like, he's going to fly us, you know, just uh, north of Pumpersburg, right? Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. And then and then we're going to, like, that's, like, part one is, like, get to north of Pumpersburg. Okay, part two, we're going to, like, sneak in to the college. That should be pretty easy, right? Like, there, there's not no, a I mean, like, thing, right? Jerry has me on his list. Wait, d- dude. Who, who the hell is Jerry? Jerry's the orc guard that has a list. He's got a clipboard. He'll bonk you on the head so hard you'll fucking die. Whoa, but whoa, I'm on whoa, the whoa, list. Whoa. I'm on the list on the clipboard. Uh, so you can get us in? Yeah, I can, like, walk us <laughs> right in there. Yeah, awesome. so, like, That's there was so this great. old guy. His Okay, I... 
let me see if I can fill in a couple of holes before you even show me where the holes are. Yeah, yeah. There's a professor there. His name is Sniggly Rats. Okay. okay. He lives in a tower on the north side. Yeah. <sighs> Tell me about it. Super thick glasses, real nerdy like the inventor. Don't get their names mixed up. It's super easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Professor Sniggly Rats uh, was doing some experimentation with time loops phoenixes do this thing where they go through a life cycle they burn up they're born again okay it's a little time thing right um and so in this tower in the north part of call college's campus you go down you go on the first floor there's something in there okay it like takes you like up and down i think he called it a, a, an elevator a levator oh, I've, I've never heard of that before but i'll, I'll take you yeah for so you go down, like straight down in like a room that goes down, and then you go out right. into a hallway. About three quarters down that hallway, there's a hidden door on the right. That's where Jeffrey is. Jeff- okay. Jeffrey, Jeffrey is the, is the Phoenix. Right? Phoenix. Jeffrey is awesome. the Phoenix, and awesome. that's where he is. Oh, dude, this is going to be even easier than I thought. All right, great. So, so. Right. Dude, oh my God, this is going to be, okay. So I, I had this vision of, like, us having, like, a bunch of people there. Because I just didn't know, like, anybody about this, about this place. But if you've been there and you're on the list, dude, let's just have you and me do it. Like, old times. Like, like just the two dude, of us. old times. Classic antics. This is, I mean, in and out. We'll give it a try. I got to be honest. I still have no idea how we're going to get Jeffrey out of there. But um, I love the idea of us going on an adventure. Yeah, I mean, and this Jerry guy, he's going to, like, let you walk in, right? Jerry, oh, Jerry and I are tight. We're, like, oh, two peas in a pod. Nice, nice. All right, yeah, he so was we... in bad shape the last time I saw him, but he was okay. Oh, we had man. fought off an undead horde of, and then there was a fortune. Right, you mentioned she was that. Full you, of mentioned, shit. you mentioned, yeah, like, this evil dude that's going to, like, take over the world or something. Right. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. I mean, well, it's a... Across that bridge when we get to it, dude. If, if, if the world's gonna end, you might as well just like be super rich, right? Tell me about it. <laughs> awesome, great, yeah. So we're gonna go in. You're gonna be like Jerry. It's Flint. You're gonna be like, oh my god, Flint, what's up? And we're gonna be like, we're walking in. It's gonna be great. We'll do the whole Ella later thing, and we'll do the hidden room, and then we're gonna get Jerry. No. Jeffrey. We're saying get Jeffrey and we're just gonna like take him. It's gonna be dope. I I'm I could I've ne- I'm so on board you can call me Wood. Several people in the bar flint <laughs> with, <laughs> with all the all the jokes. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe leave some of the some of the jokes to me. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You always had uh, better ones than I did, so um, yeah, okay. I'm I'm so awesome, in, man. and then I'm gonna oh, like I'm put so my fist stoked. out for like a fist bump. Yeah, and and and, <laughs> and Stoney's gonna gonna grab your your fist with both of his hands and just shake it up and down. <laughs> and after the fist bump, I look down at the rock hammer and just kind of hold it, and then like rub my thumb across the the head, and there's like a a sort of pensive look that comes over Flint's face. 
as he looks at the rock hammer. And and Stoney passes the fuck out. In the bar. <laughs> right there the at the table. bar, yeah. I love just it. Just right there at the bar, just puts his head down and just fucking passes out. He's snoring loudly. Uh, yep. Most of the locals, though, they don't think twice about that. Apparently that happens on the regular. All right. the time. Um, uh, Flint, you see a small tabaxi child come up to Stoney and try to, like, pickpocket him while he's passed out there. Uh, what do you do? I'm just gonna, like, shoo her away, like, hey! Get, get, what are you, stop it! <laughs> she just, like, giggles and runs away. You don't steal from insiders, you little critter. Uh, and, yeah, Stoney's passed out there. Flint, is there anything else you want to do before, uh, you call it a night? I think the last thing that Flint does is think back to his uh probably first his parents and then right before he's like just drifting off in a half drunken stupor sleep uh his friends that are still out there that's the last thought that kind of comes across his mind and i think he's got a nice comfy seat on the side of the bar in a booth now and he kind of like passes out there All right, let's see what's going on with Dresden in the town of Eclipse. All right, how how do we want to take out Chip? Well, let's let's verify that it's him first, and then I can. Well, I I suspect you have plenty of things that you can do as well, but I will. Perhaps we could use. Hmm. <laughs> she's thinking she says i could i could use hold person yes and cast that on him and then we can just use our ceremonial Matarua weapons and send him to the great beyond what how do you even know this is the right guy well well we'll, we'll go and verify first we'll have to we'll have to verify i suspect based on our interaction with his family that or or Possibly. Well, no, I guess she said she that he's her husband. I suspect that he would really respond quickly to the cash, mm. Dresden. And obviously he doesn't have to keep it, but maybe you can flash some gold and offer to buy some of his artifacts. But we need to know that he's the right dealer first. I was looking at the spell command. And could I just command him to come over here and tell us his name? <laughs> But you could, he, I think. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see how, how it goes. That would be a pretty strong move for Dresden, I think. <laughs> just, yeah, come here, because one of the commands is approach, so I can just have him approach. Um, mm. but I don't know if he would. I, I can't make him. Like, I, I guess he'd be so terrified. He'd probably tell me his name. Fine. I was gonna say you could use intimidation then to like get him to talk to you, probably. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's let's try it. So I, I'm gonna go within. How far away is the man from us? Like forty feet, probably. Perfect. The range is sixty feet. So I'm gonna look at him, the guy, and, and I'm gonna go approach and ask and ask him to to approach us. Uh, does he have to make a saving throw of any sort, or is it just a? Must succeed on 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 a wisdom saving throw. All right, let's roll a wisdom saving throw Which is a seven, for a seventeen. Chip, or I guess higher than a seventeen. 17 push. 
That's not going to do it. <laughs> he rolls a three. Yeah, Great. definitely not. Uh, he he like quickly marches over toward you, and he's wearing like thick goggles and uh, a scarf over his head and mouth because of this like burst of wind and sand. Um, as he does so, and I'm going to make a, 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 a I'm trying to intimidate him and say, "Tell me your name, sir." You know, intimidation. He's a twenty-two. Okay, so I'm trying to I'm trying to read quickly to see if he knows that he was commanded. Mm. I don't think it says whether he knows, but I feel like he would feel like something weird is going right. on. Um, yeah, intimidation twenty two. I'm just gonna roll a quick con check to see if he can possibly match you or get a, a critical success. Ooh, he's close, but not quite there. Um, twenty one total. So you, uh, what, uh, did you say something uh, to him? You, or did you I ask said, a question? You, sir, what is your name? Well, it's Chep Glover, isn't it? Did we, we got our man. Well, you ought to know me. I, are you from, you must not be from town. But I, I'm, I'm a loving father to 16 children. <laughs> no, I. I'm just an honest man up here trying to make a living like anyone else in it. I don't know you, and I'll kind of wink at Zoe and see if she wants to cast whole person on him. I mean, I gotta, I gotta get back to my dig. I gotta make enough money to feed all my sixteen children in it. Can't leave them starving. You know how it is. Times is tough here in the clips. I'm just trying, an honest man trying to make a living. Okay. Could I ask? Uh, Zoe's gonna cast hold person. Rua, why <laughs> this soul is slated for? death Ooh, good question um how do you have like a mechanic to do that or are you just uh, wondering if she can give you no, that i info? did but I, I don't see it on my sheet anymore hmm. i remember you telling me i could do that here hold on i'm gonna try to find your sheet where is it it's under zeus oh well so it would be on your it's on your um character sheet in roll 20 is that what you're looking at um yeah, I was looking. I think it was the site of maybe it's site of the goddess where you can like see something. Um, Under Zeus, right? No, no, Rasputin. Oh shit! Okay. Wrong owl. Jesus, Elsie. There it is. Okay, never mind. Now I see it. Uh, yeah, but I would like to chat. Let's see, site of the goddess out of a turn. Well, this would be a turn, right? Oh, only yeah, use during okay. encounters, we're, we're though. Yeah, we're in an encounter okay. of sorts, though. I'm going to use Sight of the Goddess. Um, on their turn, okay. instead of another action, Rasputin can choose to communicate with Madarun in order to gain some sort of insight. Only used during encounters, Madarun's interventions will occur as needed outside the encounters. Rasputin can focus on their mind and ask uh, one question to Madarun when using this action. And we'll hear a response of varying usefulness based on a wisdom role. Vespusen gains vital information of the current situation uh, to help resolve it fastest with the best results. On a critical fail, Vespusen takes 1d10 radiant damage and disappears. Uh, that's a that's a, uh, a don't a do a don't don't probable outcome based on my rolling tonight. <laughs> don't critically fail. I need uh, you. Okay, so make a wisdom roll, please. Thirteen. It's not great. Uh, and what is your question for Matarua? 
Madarua, this guy has 16 kids. He just seems like he's trying to make an honest living. Why is he slated for death? Uh, the response you get is, it is his time. That's it? Yes. You do not need to know more than that. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I just uh, think this is going to be a brutal death for this guy. What? It's, it's going to be a brutal death. Like, it's not going to be good. Like, with with my scythe, I can really only, like, chop off his head. Uh. <laughs> like, okay. Um, Zoe is going to cast Hold Person on him. Okay. And let's see how that, hold on, let me just see how that works real quick. Oh, wait. Yeah, there we go. Casting it. She's going to cast a slightly higher level, actually, just for funsies. Um, choose a humanoid target that you can see. Must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Be paralyzed for the duration. He's going to roll a wisdom save. That's a six minus two, four. He is absolutely paralyzed. Um, and it will last up to one minute. And so as soon as she casts it, she looks at you, Dresden, and says, Are we really going to do this one? Ah, some of these feel so yucky. I don't like that he's just like a guy, you know? Yeah, I, you know, we gotta do it, though. Do you ever question Madarua and her morality and whether we're doing the right thing? No. I... <laughs> I, 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 no. Zoe, you should know when when you left a part of your soul there, I I left a part of my heart with Monaruin, so I don't don't feel things really. Well, that's nice for you, but I still feel this. Well, he, I'm very conflicted. He's on my list, so I'm gonna kill him. You can join me or not. Fine. I'm really sorry about this, sir. It didn't seem like your life was probably super enjoyable, but maybe the next one will be. And she is going to stab him with her ceremonial dagger. And at the same time that she does that, I'll take my scythe and just, like, slice him across the chest, I guess. Alright, make a, uh, make a attack roll with that, please. With advantage, since he's he's being held. So that is a, a 22. That's going to hit, and Zoe's 19 is going to hit, and she stabs him in the heart from the back as you slash down through his like shoulder and chest, and he is sputtering and coughing up blood and twitching on the ground as this hold person spell wears off. And Zoe is just like, oh, God. Oh. Oh, my God. We should, we gotta just let him bleed out, right? Uh, okay, he stopped. He stopped moving. You guys should probably put him in the hole where he was digging in. We don't want to cause a scene here. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Ew, okay, yep. Okay. okay. Maybe maybe next time there, there are other ways to killing them than, you know... You guys, you guys went for the the gory way. Uh, Rasputin, you're not helping. So as as Rasputin is saying that, though the body actually starts to fade. 
and it fades until you can't see it. And it just vanishes slowly, almost like it just evaporated from this plane. Um, and as that's happening, the Matarua emblem on your weapons is sort of pulsing with a red light. Uh, so you can assume safely that this one has transferred to the right place. Um, what I want to do real quick then is let's have a little montage, um, of, of a couple more hits because I want to, I, I don't think that we need to do another episode of Zoe and Dresden kill people. Um, so why don't you two each roll a D eight for me, please? Uh, an eight. One. Oh uh, my God. I can't believe you got that combination. Wow. Uh, so part of this montage, um, you know what? Let me tell you a couple <laughs> of the people that you kill first. Um, so you, uh, we see scenes of uh, Zoe and Dresden running all kinds of capers in this town as they work their way through their list. Um, they kill a person named Marge Forlarian, who's a priest who tends to the shrine at the upper crater. We see them kill someone named Sprock Carpe, who's an insurance salesman who sells, uh, whose stall is in the upper crater. We see them kill someone named Hafer Child Murderer, who's a uh, prospector who's taking samples at the ruins on the outskirts of town. Um, uh, maybe had some other things bad that were about him. Um, and then we see uh, the final name on this montage is Kerpal. And Kerpal is the owner and proprietor of Fancy Lad's Warehouse, uh, which is a super fancy dress place in town. And Dresden remembers an interaction with this particular person that didn't go particularly well, and he doesn't like Kerpal very much. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't really like Kerpal. I think Kerpal needs to leave. Sir, you should go. It's just because he didn't give you his card. Hey, hey, hey there, human guy. What's your name? Oh, here we go. I'm Jandar. Oh, yeah. Nice to meet you. And then he turns away from you immediately. Oh. <laughs> that asshole. Okay. He's getting a thunderclap. Um, and so I think he particularly relishes the final scene in this montage where he is just repeatedly slashing her Paul's face. Um, and all of these bodies fade in the same exact way. And in fact, after the last kill in the montage, we see Dresden and Zoe standing once again up on the edge of the cliffs of the crater. And so you're standing on the edge of this cliff when both of your familiars once again receive a slip of paper. And Rasputin, uh, uh, you reach out your leg to Dresden, and Zoe fishes in her bag for for Daria's slip. And when when Zoe pulls hers out and looks at it, she looks away for just a moment before turning and looking at you for your reaction, Dresden. Uh, and Rasputin, would you like to tell Dresden what's on the slip? Uh, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, oh my. Uh, you're not gonna, you better sit down. You better sit down. I know there's dirt on the floor, but you better sit down. Okay. Maybe you I'll don't sit. need to. I'll, I'll, I'll sit. Uh, it's Dresden Clearstorm. 
That's the name. So, Dresden, you're standing on the edge of the crater next to Zoe, and she holds a slip of paper, just like the one in your hands that you're looking at now, that says Dresden Clearstorm. Excuse me, do you have dark vision? <laughs> um, that was a joke, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you want him to respond? No, 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 no. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, and here comes a train. I'm surprised. It turns out they're in a subway tunnel and they all get killed. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> It's okay, may score. No, <laughs> no, keep it consistent. Uh, oh god, did I give it a name last time? I feel like I did. I'm gonna be all over the place with that. Hold on, let me check my notes. See if I had anything did you written give down. Me a name? Uh, no, I named a bartender and the ale at the bar. I don't think there was ever a name for her familiar. So she says. You should name him another um, Russian. Uh, Vladimir. <laughs> Or this is Dimitri. This is Rasputin. Oh God! What happened to Rasputin? <laughs> oh God! He got he got summoned back to the underworld. Um, you know. Well, we can we can wait a minute if yeah. we want to see what happened to Ilzy. Sorry, I'm I'm back. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh God. that's all right. Um, I'm so worried. Uh, yeah, you. Zoe asked Rasputin if he can fly to the top of the crater to take a look around. 